0: Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parenting Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky.
1: So, to make ourselves and hopefully you feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week, We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping, or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times
0: when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with Elsie say Rob
3: Beckett, ba da ba da ba da, and say Josh
2: Wyddickham, ba da, ba ba.
1: Good girl Good
0: girl Absolutely smashed it Oh wow Do you know what We're going to get to a point Where these kids Are going to be grown up And they can say it properly Yes Imagine getting How long would it have to go For the kid to have had Their own kids And get them to say it It's
1: like that 7 Up show Do you watch that I think it's the best show That's ever been made Oh yeah Every seven years, I do a catch-up. Oh, man, that's good. This is my 20-month-year-old daughter, Elsie, who was born in July 2020. As if one pandemic baby wasn't enough, we've just had another baby who is 10 weeks old, called Theo. Your podcast has been getting me through the chaos of a life of two under two. Thanks for all the belly laughs. Looking forward to seeing you in Manchester next year. Yes, I always forget to do this. We are on tour next year. Manchester, Wembley, O2, Nottingham, Cardiff... Yes, do buy your tickets because it's going to be lots of fun. Love from Lottie. Who is from Rob? Oh, Swanley, Plymouth. Oh, fuck,
0: big city. I from there. Big, so many people are from
1: there. Most people are firing,
0: from there. Hiring, firing, perspiring in Plymouth. Yeah, the alternative capital of the UK.
1: The alternative capital of the UK. What's that mean? I was just saying that it's a big deal. I will, I, it isn't is actually. that
0: th- is that what it is? Is
1: that a thing? No, no, no. I know it's just bullshit. Oh, right.
0: I was going. To, I just like it's just all got long hair and
1: Oh beans. no, no, no! Not alternative like that. As in like alternative to London, like as in the second capital. I, oh, sorry. Yeah, London, yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. And um, Paris, Frankfurt. And Plymouth. That's a strange one to choose as your second big city. A, Frankfurt's big, isn't it?
0: Is it big? Big? Yeah, big city in money. Is it? Okay. I think officially Frankfurt's most popular city in the German state of Hesse um the oh, why we, are we doing this Here, sir?
1: <laughs> this is the worst start we've done in a while rob how um, are well, we don't need how are you, are you i think banking. Like fra- <laughs> hang on
0: frankfurt banking i think it's a big deal it's a banking banking quarter The bank banking virtual what am i doing sorry i'm really sorry can i make a public apology yeah go on yeah can i apologize to everyone listening for googling frankfurt in a pathetic attempt to try and claim that it is some sort of banking hotspot yeah. i love germany have you been uh, yes, I've been. I I've think been it's to. My
1: favorite place to go, people-wise, they are so nice. I prefer uh, Munich
0: to Berlin. Berlin's a bit cool and grey, where Munich's a bit more like traditional. Yeah, been to Oktoberfest. No, I want to go. Yeah, that's incredible. That's really good. It's in September. Anyway, should we do it? Yeah. Should we do one live from, should we do, for no reason whatsoever, a parent in hell live from
1: Oktoberfest? Yeah, do you know what, you know what Rob? It'll be a lot of fun, but the following episode I'll be in a real hole. <laughs>
0: You'll be so sad. Josh, Josh had three pints and he's fucked. Oh, God.
1: I can't he deal with that anymore. I don't want to get the flight home. Um, how are you, Josh? All right? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm, I'm excited about life. You know. Um good news, Tooth Fairy turned up in the end. Ah, oh, well done Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah, she found her way. How much does the Tooth Fairy leave these days?
0: Um well, normally a 2 pound coin, but because it was a two day, she it was a 5 pound note.
1: Wow. Big time.
0: Normally 2 quid. More than 100% interest per day. I know, it's a good job she turned up, isn't it? Yeah, bloody hell. It should be well lot. out of pocket. <laughs> Rob Yes. It's a big announcement day, isn't it? It is a big announcement for people in the Midlands. Yes, exactly. They They're are going into lockdown. In the M6 toll. <laughs> lockdown tier three, just for the Midlands. No. The exciting news no. is we're putting another live show on at Josh. Birmingham, whatever what's it's called, it called? these <laughs> days, whatever
1: it's called in Birmingham, we don't know, do we? The arena, Let me the Birmingham it. Arena, Bur- what's
0: it? Utility, Utilita, is that something else? I don't know. Birmingham. whatever big company
1: sponsored it, yes. And we heartily endorse <laughs> the products of <laughs> Utility, yeah, Arena, I like Birmingham, it. yeah. Do you know where that is, Rob? That's where they used to film Gladiators. Oh, oh
0: yeah, where well they used to do Gladiators, yeah. There's a Birmingham Marina, NEC, whatever you call it, utilitar, whatever, you, umbilical called, call it what you want. The big, the big one in the middle of Birmingham, or the wherever it is in Birmingham. You know, you know where it is. Yeah. It's on the website. Yeah, exactly. If you sign up to the mailing list, you'll get an email,
1: I imagine. Exactly. Don't just Google our. Google, yeah, sign up to the mailing list, and then on Monday at 10 a.m. This is how it works. You get first dibs. Pre-sale email will be sent to you on Monday. OK, well, Birmingham...
0: Fuck! I just hurt my elbow, sorry. I just... <laughs> no. Oh, no, oh, sorry. That's a siren. I've got the window open. It's hot. This is a disaster. Siren,
1: you've hurt your elbow. <laughs> this is This Birmingham, is not good enough. If you want more of this, but live.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're in
1: luck if you're in the Midlands. Anyway, sign up and you'll get a link to the yeah, email. Yeah, 10am on Monday, the pre-sale link goes out. And then it's on general sale on Wednesday the 30th. What a great when Mother's is the gig? Day present. When is the gig? We should tell it. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> When's the gig? <laughs> it's the 28th of April next year. 28th so, of April. Fr- That's a Friday night as well. What a great night out that'll be. Sign up to the mailing list to get the tickets ahead of everyone else. And uh, then on the Wednesday they will go on sale to the absolute plebs that aren't on the mailing list. Great Mother's Day the present, guys. The that aren't on the mailing list. The scum. The scum that haven't signed up to the mailing list. The mouth-breathing losers. Yeah, sign yeah. up. There we go. That's uh, exciting. And also, all the others are s- still... I don't know. Oh, I don't even <laughs> know anymore. But Mother's Day, Sunday, what a great gift. You get the gist. Let's do let's Steve write it. Manchester, fourteenth of April, Nottingham, nineteenth of April, Cardiff, twentieth of April, London 02 to twenty first of April, London Wembley, the twenty third of April, and now Birmingham Utilitier Arena, the twenty yes. eighth of See April. There. See you there.
0: Um Josh, can I say something? This this is a very exciting episode for you. We had Kate Lawler on, who's got an amazing story about, you know, trying to conceive and they did a whole podcast about did they want yeah. kids or not have kids and she was a great guest. Great guest, She's written a whole book about being a parent and and she's obviously got the podcast about it and his huge career as a DJ. However, all Josh Widdicombe could do was wait for moments to talk about Johnny the Fireman from Big Brother or other Big Brother things. I just
1: think it's a very culturally relevant topic.
0: I loved Big Brother. I think it's my favourite TV show of all time. Early series of Big Brother are incredible. Fuck! Bloody hell, they were good. Listen to this, Josh. See how you like this. so good that's Big Brother 1 yeah do you want Big Brother 2 they're the same aren't they yeah it's the same yeah exactly the same Big Brother 3 yeah it's the same it's, 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 the, same. it's the same yeah it's yeah same, same. Uh, Big Brother 4 no no I don't think we I think we made yeah, the yeah, point yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly the same yeah was it yeah
0: No, but basically, this is a five-minute YouTube video of Big Brother intros from 2000, 2018, but I I think they're all the same.
1: (laughs) That is... Is
0: Big Brother 5?
1: That is a low moment.
0: (laughs) 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 Where does it (laughs) change? Six. No, this is mental. Seven? Let me do the last series and see what that was. This is Big Brother 17. What? Oh I get it the, the titles have changed The songs
1: are oh. same. Oh my god You're such a loser Rob Oh my word But I enjoyed it
0: I uh I love that I was thinking I don't remember them Changing the song They didn't They just changed the
1: credits I always used to You know that bit Where they came out And all their mates Would greet them After they'd left Yeah I always thought I don't know if I've got Enough friends <laughs> <laughs> really sad. I
0: wouldn't t- I never told anyone I did comedy for about a year and a half yeah. in my family. I'd have just gone into Big Brother on my own. Imagine that. You
1: come out of Big Brother. There's Davina and two mates. Oh, just, I'm in there with Kinga and a bottle of Chardonnay.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to do a, like a proper reunion show of Big Brother. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be. Get them all in a room. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm just thinking about life. <laughs> <laughs> really thinking about when life is so where simple where does it go it? channel where? 4 9 o'clock you've got some fucking pringles on the go
1: can of diet coke no kids to put to bed do you know what why, why big brother mean those early big brothers mean so much to us because that was a period when we had nothing we had no responsibility. no
0: phone either really in those no. years 2000 oh my word It's Kate Lawler Apologies for all the, the Big Brother questions. We'll, will get, come we'll, get, eventually we'll get the baby after. stuff out of the way so we can move <laughs> on to Big let's Brother pretty quickly. let's talk about Big quickly. Brother. <laughs> after Josh is <laughs> pretending to care about children for a bit. Um, right, what was to PJ to...
1: really like? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> okay. Right, hello, Kate Lawler.
3: <laughs> hello, thanks for having me, guys. I
1: love the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. We're very excited. Um, I'm excited to be here. What's your kind of setup? Uh, in terms of you've got one child, right? That's correct. Just
3: the one. Her name's Noah. She was one a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. So still in the
1: early stages.
3: Yeah. So uh, fair play to both of you for doing it twice. Um, (laughs) Yes. I definitely don't think I could do it again. But when did you guys start thinking, let's do it again? Or did you always know that you wanted another one? Because everyone keeps telling me that now she's one, I will start thinking about having another child. I,
1: I think we always had it in our minds that we'd do it again we were Rob was quite quick out the blocks with the second one (laughs) weren't you yes Um, we very much
0: wanted to smash two out and then try and get back to some sort of normality Um, and that's still not happened and they're six and four (laughs) so I think uh, what I'd say is it's, it's stressful if you have one quickly after however there's more chance of them playing together if they're yeah. similar ages, um, yeah. so it is, I. I'm happy with their decision, but it doesn't suit everyone. But yeah, we smash two two under two. It's so common, isn't it?
3: Everyone always. It's one of the most common things I've been told. Just get it over and done with. Get it out the way. I like, <laughs> yes, got it out exactly. the way once. I don't need to do it again. Thank you. Um, I love her. I love her, but, yeah, I don't think I could do it again.
0: Because you did a whole podcast, didn't you, with your partner about... Maybe Baby was the podcast, about deciding to have kids or not.
3: Yeah, we did. We thought it was... um, We were in quite a unique position, really, because I never wanted children. And when I met him, and uh, we literally met on a night out. We were at an awards ceremony. And... um, and I just he came over to me and tried it on with me and uh, I took him home <laughs> with me and then but before we'd even gone on a date I said like by the way this isn't going anywhere going anywhere I don't want kids I don't want to get married it's just a bit of fun and he was like calm down love we literally just oh slept gosh. with each other but I needed to lay my cards <laughs> on the table and let him know yeah and and then we got together so
1: can I ask what was your kind of reason that you just thought I just this isn't for me
3: I just never ever wanted children. I can't explain why. From a very young age, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't think I'd ever had them. I didn't have that maternal desire. I didn't have I didn't feel like there was anything inside me that felt like like a, a real like desire to have children or to be a mother. I, I wanted a dog and I got a dog and then I wanted another <laughs> dog. I got broody, got another dog. And I just said to Bodge when I met him, "Look, it's who I am, and I just I need to lay my cards out on the table because I don't want us to get down the line and then you, you be yeah, talking like trying to convince me to do it." That obviously happened. Um, a few years later, he was like, "So what about the kid thing then?" Oh wow! And then and then and then three more years followed of really uncomfortable and awkward conversations of me saying, "Look, I did tell you that night. I know you were pissed and I was drunk, but I did tell you. <laughs> All right, stop making me feel bad." And he was like, "But you got to give me a bit of hope." And I was like, "But I've told you I don't want kids." Um, in the end, I had one, but I definitely think it was, <laughs>
0: didn't want kids. You're talking about, like, getting a shot at a pub. <laughs> In the end, I bought one. <laughs> In the end, yeah. I know. So,
3: but there we go. I had one. What what changed your mind on it? There was a few things. First of all, the podcast did actually open my eyes into what real life as a parent could be like. And everybody we had on the podcast was pro kids, championing how great being a parent is. Yeah. And after Ooh. each episode, I'd think, oh, that you know what? It doesn't sound so bad. Then I hit 40. Yeah. and You should
1: have listened to our podcast. You know, <laughs> a very, very different approach. I know, right?
3: Um, then I hit 40. I also went to a fertility clinic in one of the episodes of our podcast. We just wanted to make sure Ooh. that we could have children if we decided one day that we would try. And I was really cocky. I went in going, oh, your, your little swimmers better be going the right direction. And And I then was told that I didn't have hardly any eggs left and I shouldn't be putting it on the back burner oh, wow. if I was thinking about it. And I think oh. the thought of, you know, that idea, you know, of it not even being a choice for me anymore, it scared me a little bit. So I, I just, I started thinking, well, what if I do want a baby one day and then it's too late and I've run out of eggs?
0: What was that like when they told the you? this question, kind of- um, how was his swimmers? Were they OK? Strong,
3: swimming in the <laughs> <Strong>. right direction. <laughs> strong, geez, annoyingly strong. A lot of them. Annoy- um, annoyingly yeah,
0: strong. <laughs> yeah,
3: annoying. <laughs> he got told first, he was like chest puffing out, he was like, great. <laughs>
0: It's so it was pathetic so, isn't it,
3: like that. He was buzzing. Women
0: never go, I've got loads of eggs. It's <laughs> bloke's like, yeah, spunk's good. We've had the call. Cool, the spunk's good. Don't worry. Spunk's it good. It's
3: so bizarre him going into that room because I knew he was going in to have a wank, and I was like, what is going on? Like, this is so bizarre really, that you go in and you're sitting, you're sitting in a room where loads of men have done exactly that before you.
0: Yeah, and yeah we've all been to a premier inn though, Kate. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But he, he came out and he was like, he was nervous, and I wasn't. And then he got told he had great great sperm swimming in the right direction, lots of them. And then she said, you've got a lovely womb. Everything internal is great. <laughs> um,
1: she was, It sounds like she's trying to chat you up. You've got a lovely womb. <laughs> or you've
3: got a nice, thick uh, a womb lining or whatever Has it's Has anyone
1: it, ever complimented your fallopian juice before? <laughs> you, do you know what? Uh, love got a set. lovely womb was what he said to you at that award ceremony on the first night as well, wasn't it? So really... <laughs>
3: Do you know, when I had the internal examination, this is too much information, but she said to me, you're super ovulating right now. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, because most people go to a fertility clinic because they are trying for a baby and, and it's, you know, they're on that oh. journey and then it's not, 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 nothing's working. But she said to me, you're super ovulating. And I said, what does that mean? She said, two eggs are firing out. So twins, what? you can have twins this month if you try.
1: Like what? Oh my word. I went
3: to her, if I'm super, is this like a one-off? And she said, "Well, people who super <laughs> ovulate tend to super ovulate a lot. So the chance of you having oh. twins and I'm a twin And I said, if I do decide to ever have a baby, can I come back and make sure that I'm not super ovulating before we try? Because the (laughs) thought of having twins was like my worst nightmare. She was like, she just looked at me blank. She was so puzzled about the whole thing. So yeah, the chance to be having twins was super high. So I was shitting myself when we did try because I was thinking, oh, it'd Mm. be just my luck to have two when I only want one. Like one is the compromise here with Bodge. And actually, I'm really glad we just have one because it's enough. And I don't know how people with multiples cope. I don't know how my mum coped. She had twins when my sister was only two. And so she oh had three under three, and also single parents anyway, but single parents with multiples. I just have so much respect for you all. It's yeah. just it's the hardest thing. I, do, I should point out that I do love my child. I know I sometimes make. Of I of love course. her no, to pieces. A,
0: we all accept that on this show. We may moan, yeah. but that's the you know. Yeah, I we love don't her. actually get people on that hate their kids. You know. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> we've had a, we've had a couple where we suspected, but it's not yeah. you yet. We oh. got Queen
0: Elizabeth II booked in for next
1: month. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> The, um, so, I like the fact you said the second. He little yeah. yeah. <laughs> bit of respect
0: uh, from Rob. I gave a little feedback. Uh, Rob, did Rob mean the, Elizabeth the first or second? <laughs> I know the first is dead, but it'd be good to have some clarity. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy, so go ahead
1: and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So then when you had, you knew like you were on a kind of time frame or whatever, was it a weird kind of pressure to conceive in that situation?
3: Massively, because we went to see, the, we went to this fertility clinic in 2019, in like the September, and she said, when are you getting married? This was after she broke the news to me and I started crying just with the realisation oh. that I might not ever be able oh to have man. children. And I, she, I, we said, we're getting married in June 2020. And she said, would it be the worst thing to walk down the aisle pregnant? And I immediately said, yes. Yes, it would. I want to get <laughs> shit-faced on my wedding. Are you joking? I want to get fucked up on my wedding. I want to get drunk. I'm not walking down the aisle pregnant. And she said, well, I just wouldn't put it on the back burner. So I said to Bodge, all right, what we'll do, we'll get married on our honeymoon. We will try straight away. And then COVID hit and our wedding got cancelled. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> now we've got to wait another year because I want to have a baby yeah, after yeah, we I get married. So then we said, I, I, COVID hit in March 20. I turned 40 in May. And then we were supposed to be getting married in June, and I just said, literally three weeks after my 40th, I said, let's try, let's just do it, and get married next year. And I stupidly thought that we would have a baby and then get married three months later.
1: Oh, wow, that would be an intense... I was like, right,
3: OK, that, it's, it's now postponed to, to uh, in three months' time we're getting married in June this year. And what's great is that Noah will be at our wedding, a little flower girl, yeah. that's yeah. gorgeous. But we tried, and we got pregnant straight away. Like, I know exactly the night, because... I was ovulating because I get a pain when I'm ovulating. And I was like, jump on board, let's go. And we got pregnant straight away. I was really lucky.
1: Oh, wow. Do wow. mm. You were then like, this is happening. This thing I never thought I wanted. Mm. And you didn't think you
0: could after speaking to the, the doctor?
3: I mean, she did say to me, look, I'm not, you've got, everything is fine, but you just don't have many eggs left. It doesn't mean you can't get pregnant. but right, just. The problem
1: is you're throwing out two at a time, isn't it? You've got, you've got to, <laughs> that's probably why I never had any eggs <laughs> left.
3: But, um, no, I was really delighted when I got the positive result because it was I actually wanted it. I, I felt like I was ready. Yeah. I felt like I'd lived enough of my life and had all the fun and just, you know what I mean, I, I got everything out of my system that I needed to get out and I was ready to become a mum and be responsible. And I loved Bodge and I knew he'd be a great dad, so I was really excited. But everyone we told thought it was a wind-up because been, I'd been telling everyone for years it was never going to happen. And everyone was like, this is for Instagram, this is a wind-up. Even my parents, they're <laughs> like, you're joking. <laughs> Well you're joking and I was like, No really. Yeah, and everyone thought it was wine.
0: I, th- I think there's so much pressure on having kids and family, which is sort of like the stereotypical route what people do. That I think if you aren't that keen on it, it was sort of weird it becomes like a personality trait almost. Mm. You're like, I'm the one that doesn't want kids, where, mm-hmm. and that becomes a thing. When reality is, no one's like, you, no one walks around going, "Oh, that's the person that doesn't go on theme park rides." It's just a choice of something you yeah. do in your life, but yeah. it can sort of define you as like, "Oh no, she doesn't want kids." You know? Did you yeah. find that was sort of that was a bit of like, you know, Kate, the blonde hair girl, doesn't want kids. It sort yeah. of becomes <laughs> like a description.
3: Well, Bodge always says to me, I think you you felt like for so long that you 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 was adamant that you never wanted children. So you felt like you had a part to play and that you just couldn't change your mind. And I was like, that's not true. Yeah. But he's adamant that it is. Uh, but I but there were people who who I felt like I was being a bit judged. It's like you know when people said to me, do you, so do you want are you gonna have kids then? And I'd say straight up I'd go, no, not for me, thank you. And the question yeah. the next question would be, but why? And I'd say, why do you want children? Like, yeah. I like, I, I'm yeah. looking at people with kids and they just look stressed out whenever I see parents with kids <laughs> yeah. out and about. None of them look like they brush their hair. They look tired. The kids are crying. Like, I, I always used to see parents looking really stressed out whenever I was walking the yeah. dogs. I've got dogs, so yeah. I'm in the park at the same time where parents are taking their kids to the park. And <laughs> kids love the park. Parents don't love the park. Fact. Um, I've only been to the park a few <laughs> times. I'm just like, let my daughter have a go on the slide. These kids were on the slide for so long, I was like, just let her have a go on the slide. I haven't even experienced the park properly because Noah's only one. But I just used to be in the park and I'd, I'd see meltdowns and I'd see tired mums and tired dads and stressed parents and I'd be like... I'm here with just dogs, and I'm I'm really happy. And I said to Bodge, "Why would we rock the boat with by having a child?" That was the battle, the internal battle. I loved my life as it was, and I felt complete. And that's another thing you get told if you don't have children, and you you you, you, t- you tell people that you don't want kids, they're like, "Well, you don't know real love until you've had a child, and you don't know, you know, that's what you're here for. It completes you." And I honestly, I felt really fulfilled, and I felt like I was complete before Noah came along. I didn't feel like I needed anything Ooh. else in my life to feel happy or complete. And I think that the times are changing now. You know, women are waiting a bit longer and having careers or just not having kids at all. And I don't think that you need a child in order to have a fulfilled life. Mm. But, I, but, I, but I totally get it now because I've had one and why people say do yeah. it. Because it's the most yeah. magical thing ever.
1: Are you as tired as you worried you'd be, though, Kate?
3: I'm more tired. Are you as
1: stressed out? Is your hair as bad as you worried it would get?
3: I don't wash my hair as much. It looks
1: all right on the Zoom, by the way, the hair. I'm not having a go at the hair, by the way. No,
3: but my hair was so bad for for the first nine months. I was (laughs) such a greaseball. I didn't didn't wash my hair. I didn't brush my teeth till at least two in the afternoon. The first year is hard. The first year Mm. I found incredibly difficult.
1: I've got bad news for you. Oh don't so are the subsequent years. I,
3: right. so, so I did a poll the other day on Instagram saying, Have I got over the worst bit? Because I thought the first year was the worst. And fifty-four percent of people said yes, but 46% of people said no, I haven't. And I was shocked because I thought that I had really that it would be like overwhelmingly, yeah, you've done the hardest bit.
0: Is your daughter walking yet?
3: No, she's lazy. Uh she okay. she does this little janky crawl. That,
0: I, yeah, I, I don't think... Yeah, I think I'd say when they're about four or five-ish and they start going to school and you get a bit of time back, that when is when it becomes uh, astronomically easier. So, yeah, oh, I, I don't shit, want to bring so you gone. down.
1: No,
3: so, we've got over three the fir- years. The first,
1: yeah. year is definitely, first year is definitely the most difficult. Thank you, and, I, ch- I, Yes. I remember yes, yes. people saying to me, it's difficult, it's just as difficult, but in different ways. And I, I think that's bullshit. Do you? Because... Yeah, because, like, the things I deal with now, like, I would prefer my daughter, who's four, to have a a freak-out because she's got the wrong socks or whatever, you yeah. know, or the kind of... Yeah. Then I'd have her wake up three times and need to be fed in the night. They're not comparable yeah. situations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, the first year is the worst. But I think yeah. it's yeah. physically
0: more tiring, but as they get older, it's mentally exhausting when they're arguing. <laughs> but yeah. If you've got oh one, the argue... It's just fucking hard work, Kate. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs>
3: That's why I love this podcast, because I feel like you're just so honest about how hard it is, whereas so often you don't see the reality of it. Instagram, social media, it's just a highlights reel of everyone's best yeah. bits. But it is so difficult, which is why I was always so honest on Instagram. Just I'd be like, yeah. this is a bit shit, isn't it? Why didn't anyone tell me how difficult it was? Why did you not all say it's the best thing you'll ever do? This is the worst thing I've ever done. These were in the early days when I was at my wits end, and I was like, you lied to me, you fuckers. You yeah. lied to me, don't like, and I I can't tell anyone when they when they say to me they're pregnant. I have to I have to go. Great, this is brilliant news, and I'm sure you're going to have a great time. But I, I, inside, I want to tell them how hard it's going to be. But I don't want to scare them. Because when you're pregnant, you're just excited, and all you're worried about is how massive your areolas have gotten, how like many veins you've got popping up all over your body, because that's weird as well. You get veins everywhere. You don't understand that. But the pregnancy symptoms are d- that you're just dealing with that. What's in front of you, and you have no idea what's about to hit you. But and then some women, honestly, just take to it like a duck to water, and they find it really easy. But I just think it's really harmful for us not to be having these conversations about how difficult it can potentially be yeah, and I how agree. and how awful you can feel and how broken and useless as well and like not Look, I've, I'm constantly questioning myself, thinking, why have I had a child? Like, I shouldn't be a parent. I once fake tanned and then breastfed, and she looked like Homer Simpson the next morning. She got, she got, I just totally, I was in a daze, I, was, I wasn't concentrating, and then I breastfed her and she went to bed and I'd give, accidentally given her a fake tan around her mouth, and she woke up with a bloody, like a, a goatee beard of tan all over her face, and I couldn't get it off. I was like, well, I should not have been, a, I shouldn't be a mum. And I, and I was I was I was I wasn't concentrating in the bath the other day. She was in her little bath, and I was on my phone. I was watching her. I was, I was I obviously never left the room, but I probably yeah. was on my phone for a bit too long. And I looked up, and she'd shit in the bath, and it looked like she just opened a pack of Maltesers because they were these tiny little like brown marble. Like she was playing with her poo. She was just sitting there like looking like like what is this? And I was like, bodge. Oh, she's pooed in the bath, and. I was thinking to myself, I'm so bad. I wasn't focusing. I wasn't concentrating.
0: Oh, but I'm no, sure, no, you're not that? bad. It's impossible to be, yeah. be laser-focused on everything. I think you, people beat themselves up too much, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, one one play with your own shit, you soon learn you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I've, thankfully I've she never didn't known anyone it. whose parents weren't watching and now every time they have a bath, they get have a shit, mould it around <laughs> in their hand and get out. I think it's something you learn for yourself. Exactly.
3: Thankfully, she didn't there. eat it. Yeah, I probably sound like I moan too much, but I just... No, no, not at all. I want to keep it real.
1: Do you think you have, like, slight... Because you didn't want kids, do you have a slight imposter syndrome with it, where you think, like... Because, like, I think those things you've said... Everyone's done, well, I haven't done the fake tan thing, but it would be weird <laughs> if I had. But, like, every, everyone's got these stories. But to you, you're like, oh, I never really... This was never really the thing I was going to do. So mm. do you have that kind of feeling towards
3: Yeah, it? I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I, I have massive imposter syndrome about everything I do, so it would make sense for me to have that about being a mum. And I constantly... I feel bad for doing this, but, you know, in the first year especially, not now, I've, I'm finding it a lot easier now. But mm. um, I, I'd say to Bodge... This is why I didn't want children. That was a classic, and I oh. felt really bad because it would make him feel yeah, bad because yeah. he was the one that kept on at me. This <laughs> oh, is why God. we shouldn't have done it. And <laughs> be like, three a.m. to hear <laughs> those
1: words—that's brutal. I knew
3: I'd—I knew I would find this hard. I knew I'd find it hard, and he would be like, "I'm really sorry," but like you know, I've, I and I apologised him for that. But you are when you're both sleep deprived, and <laughs> yeah. and you're and you're just you don't know why they're crying and. Oh, it's just it's so difficult. So yeah, I do think that the imposter syndrome exists as well. And and yeah, and I, and I just I, you, you always feel inadequate, and you always think, "Oh God, am I doing the right thing?" But I imagine, and I'll never, I'll never know what it's like. It's so much easier the second time around because I said to Bodgy the day, "You just learn on the job, don't you? You can yeah. read all the books, you can go to all yeah. the antenatal classes, and listen to podcasts." But it, once you have the baby, yeah. you, you learn what to do, really.
0: Well, it's, I think it's a confidence thing, isn't it? Like you know, it's mm. like any any job in the world. If you that, but raising a child's like the, the like a mad job, isn't it? Basically, like uh-huh. you know, it's uh, it's so difficult to do. So if any any job you start and you've never done before you don't you don't know how to do it until the job progresses mm-hmm. you know yeah. and but yeah with a second it is, it's a lot easier it's, t- it's tiring because you've got two kids to juggle but you're I not flapping around it. them like you were with the first yeah. one you like, know? I do I mean, it's a confidence. am I doing
3: this right oh yeah everything yeah. weaning oh that's a fucker weaning you're like yeah. I'm so scared of her choking I was so scared of every time she went red and looked like you know she, she might oh, do, God, I was yeah. a freaking out with weaning I found that really difficult as well I but it is enjoy a weaning you did you didn't
1: I didn't no yeah. first time I hated, I hated it. it Horrible time you don't feel like every time she says no to a bit of food it's it's the world's biggest disaster do you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i do think kids eating a big range of things such a shit brag like oh my kid has this my kid who gives a fuck just if it's i'm not you know most kids are eating too much anyway fucking hell just let them not eat a bit you know what i mean it's like they're like they have this have that come on they can't really like that can they
3: no, and by the time they're four, they're all eating McDonald's chips off the bottom of the, the car. Like, so it doesn't really matter. Like, I was really, like, I was big on the whole healthy eating, but now I just, if she's crying, I just give her a, a rice cake. That's actually really healthy. But I give her yeah. a crisp. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
3: But I imagine, yeah, it is easier the second time around. It's a lot of learning on the job. And I do feel more confident as a mum now, but I just didn't in the beginning. That's why I kept talking about it on Instagram, because I'd, I'd then feel much better hearing from parents who were going through the same thing. And then mm. I felt like I was helping others by sort of sharing it. Like, whenever you opened the app at three in the morning, if you were, like, feeding, you could find an army of women who were in exactly the same position as you, whether they mm. were dealing with a baby who was a newborn or a child that had a cold or, you know, that was up and they, you know whatever reason it was and yeah. it was just really, really reassuring to know that so many other parents were in the same position as you couldn't sleep or their child couldn't sleep and you're like, oh everyone's going through this.
0: Yeah, so- we should start a hashtag for that. Maybe anyone listening is doing that, like hashtag late night feeds or late night kids <laughs> yeah. or something like that I used Late to call Night Kid hash- Sounds
3: Bad. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Wide Awake Club. That's what
2: I call
0: yeah. it. Oh, do you um, call it that? Um, mm, hashtag yeah. Wide Awake Club. Oh, we can, well, yeah, get our listeners to do that. Hashtag Wide awake Club. <laughs> and then they can share being awake with the kids. Yeah. So you're not on your own.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good. And stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym a support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick Sporting Goods. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smartfood popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smartfood. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com.
1: Is that why you've kind of come to write the book? So you've written Maybe Baby on the mother's side, which mm-hmm. is out now. And is that a kind of book you would have wanted there as an accompaniment for you when you were...
3: Yeah, actually, because I I think all the books I read when I was pregnant were more like how to be... A parent, or how to change a nappy, or how to feed a baby, and how to do this. It was just, it was more practical tips and advice rather than how you might cope mentally. And so, yeah, I kind of wish I'd read more books or maybe looked into that more. But I genuinely didn't feel when I was pregnant that I would struggle. I I actually, even though I resisted so long to try for a baby, I I had such an enjoyable pregnancy that it kind of lulled me into a false sense of security. And I thought that I would really enjoy and find motherhood quite easy I thought this is is not bad I'm actually really looking forward to it and I didn't think because of my personality that I'd be depressed afterwards or that I would just I'd regret what I did for a while you know
0: did you have the postnatal depression then for a period of time Yeah. yeah at the
3: time I didn't think I did I just thought I've got the baby blues this is what it must be like but then I started therapy and she you know diagnosed me after doing a few questionnaires and asking me uh, like a bunch of questions and actually hearing her say that then you know it actually felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because i knew that it was you know normal and many women and and uh, you know men and carers go through it as well so um yeah it but it but it gets better and that's why i wrote the book as well because it's kind of a message of hope that it it is like those newborn days are apocalyptic, and sometimes yeah. they feel yeah. like they're never going to yeah. end. And the worst thing I think I was told, and I know people were saying it from the kindness of their own heart, was just get through the just get through the first six months. And I and, yeah. and I was only two weeks in, and I was like, <laughs> six months? Are you six joking months. me? Like I can barely get through the next six hours. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Are you joking? Like that idea of.
1: I remember being told 6 weeks was a was a milestone and mm. I was like that's a fucking su- that's the summer holidays <laughs> yeah. which went on forever <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> to get to. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They mean it in a nice way but you're like don't tell me that please don't tell yeah. me that just get through the first 6 months.
1: You're looking for them to go get through the first 7 days yeah. and then it'll even out. out. Yeah. Then it'll even out.
3: But they mean it nice you know but some people are like just get through the first year and you're like please 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 be quiet. I can't. Shut
1: up yeah. Yeah.
3: But it but it is funny as well, like as well as you know, as well as it being an incredibly challenging experience, and it is a job. I used to laugh at my twin sister, cause my twin sister she only she only ever wanted to be a mum. She had her kids young, and on a back when before Instagram even existed, on her Facebook profile, she was like full time mum. I was like full time mum, you knob, you're not a full time mum. Like <laughs> that's not a job. I, I feel yeah. so bad now. But that's not a job. Yeah. You take kids to the park every day, but it is a full time job. Like so anyone yeah, who's doing yeah. parenting and working on the side, another gig, whatever. Ever. Like fair play because it's so like soul-sucking and physically exhausting, but at the same time beautiful and magical and the most incredible experience. But it is a full-time gig. Like you, you, you put so much of your soul into parenting. Like, and I never thought, I never realised how much of you went into it, and I never realised just how many hours in the day it takes just to constantly just look after one child. So yeah, I feel I feel bad for my twin sister calling her a mug for saying that she was a full-time. <laughs> I feel bad, sorry, Karen.
0: Being a twin, uh, do you think though, like, if your sister was so into that, was that almost like a bit of a kickback of like, I remember being me and my brothers, I'd like something different than they liked mm. for a bit of your own individuality and mm. we weren't, we were just close together in age, not twins. Do you think that maybe sort of planted the seed slightly?
3: Perhaps, yeah. I think we were just always very different. Anyway, like she was the girly one, and I was a little tomboy. I literally lived in the mm. same Umbro tracksuit until I was about fourteen. I, you know, she was in like little bodysuits and little mini skirts, going through puberty way before me, and I was just like, I was one of the boys. So I felt like there was, yeah. there was we were always very different anyway. And then when she started talking about having kids, I was just like, no. And then I watched her give birth. Maybe there's some sort of post-traumatic oh, stress from at that, the birth? which is why I'd yeah. And I watched this woman. Oh my word, she couldn't. The baby wouldn't come out this was louie her first he was stuck oh. and i was like i'm just gonna go and have a look i didn't think i would but i'm gonna oh. go and have a look and i was like the head's there just push she was like i'm pushing i'm fucking pushing and then they just said push. right they're gonna have to use the <laughs> suction she was like no i don't want a conehead baby screaming and i was like then i was like just just try just try otherwise they're gonna have to use the suction of on is it i saw the whole thing and i wow. was mortified and, I and just, so
1: was that, do you think, in your head?
3: Maybe. I thought I could never do that. I had a massive fear of childbirth after that. I chose to have um, an, a C-section, and I spoke yeah. to my doctor before we even tried to have a baby about it, about my fear of childbirth. I said, I just can't... Part of the reason why I didn't want to try for a baby was because I was scared of giving birth out of my tuppence. Yeah. So I said, look, can I, can I ask to have a baby out of my tummy? Is that can I, Are we allowed to do that in this country? And he said, yeah, if, if you have legitimate fear... Of having a child, it's called tocophobia, and we can talk to obstetricians about it. And so I had loads of conversations with my GP and obstetricians before we tried, and then I found out that I could have the birth I wanted, which is so important. I think in this day and age, even if you want want a home birth, I think it's great that we're able to, you know, have the birth we want.
0: And I think you've got to be strong because they will try and convince you to go a different way. So, And it's hard when you're hormonal and mm-hmm. tired and not sleeping with pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But I think we I, we felt that, me and Lou, when they, they will try and push you down a path. So you've got to be quite strong, mm. haven't you? And maybe take someone with you in those do- doctor's meetings to fight your yeah. corner, I think, helps. Yeah, well,
3: they, she definitely did try. She said, well, let me just tell you about the, uh, the pros and cons with uh, uh, C-section. I was like, you can also go through the pros and cons of uh, a vag birth as well if you're doing that. Yeah. obviously you should
0: have just <laughs> done the scissors sign. I know the cons. <laughs> <laughs> so how many of you were in there for your sister's um uh, labour?
3: Uh, just, just, yeah. my, just me and my sister and yeah. her partner
0: Who's, who does the flyer in for that gig <laughs> sounds like it's pretty packed out <laughs> them for the top
3: and also my mum I should point out she's got four kids all of which were born via c-section as well and with my big sister Kelly who by the way used to cut your hair Rob do you remember
0: oh yeah she did cut my no, hair yeah, cut i her. still go to that barbers charlotte does it now yeah
3: i'm not well you got rid of kelly Miller, miller's didn't want kelly to cut it anymore she's shit don't worry about it i wouldn't let her cut my I hair i mean this
0: is this is very awkward now um yes kate lawless sister did cut my hair once and never again um but i don't think we need to look into that but she's not regular in that barbers paul paul sweeney used to do it but he's up in Clarkmill, so i go near my house also your sister only went in there on a one-off now and against help out. That's not a regular gig. She does like makeup, doesn't she?
3: Yeah, you know a lot about her. Wow.
0: Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, I went home and I fucking looked her up after the shit haircut she gave me. Oh my goodness! No, she gave me an all right haircut, but I would say Char- uh, Char- Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't. know. This is stressful. Okay, right. If we're gonna do this, what? What? Didn't you try and fight Jermaine Genus once in a nightclub with Jonathan Woodgate there? What? Do you know? Do you, have you met Jermaine Genus in a nightclub? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, you had a row with him in a nightclub when you were there, and Jonathan Woodgate was we there. We just interviewed this him, and we
1: said we're going to uh, we're going to go and interview Kate Lawler, and he said, "I'll tell her about this." Yeah. What? That just goes <laughs> to
3: show how how drunk I used to get because I don't remember <laughs> you that. that. I had an argument really? with him.
0: With Jermaine Genius. yeah. You was at Jonathan Woolgate, somewhere in Malaga, was it? Or something somewhere in Spain? Ibiza. Ibiza.
3: Actually, he used to live in Madrid, so we would, we would have been in Madrid, oh, maybe, because yeah. I I, moved, yeah, yeah. I lived in Madrid for a little while with Woody. But J.J. I met a few times, and we always got on really well. Did he not tell oh, you right. what it was about?
1: No, we no, we, we, we didn't. I out of mean, time. It's, it's this is why we're late. But it's actually, oh, it's shit. really
0: got me off the haircut stuff, so I'm loving
1: it. <laughs> Rob, you've just <laughs> absolutely moved the conversation <laughs> off. <on. laughs> I feel like I a politician being sent out by a Boris. Yeah, you've Do you done the what? best. On that, you, as you say, you like you said, I've had enough fun. I had loads of great times going out and stuff. Have you gone out? Have you like completely changed your lifestyle? Have you gone out on the lash since having yes, a baby? But and I what haven't was that like? I
3: haven't got Lawla drunk, which is what I used right. to get. Like I, my life right. has changed so much. But even before I had Noah, I'd calmed down a lot in my twenties. They oh God, that was such a hedonistic wild time because i'd I'd one big brother in two thousand and two. can you believe that was twenty years ago and then oh, I, God, I, Jesus. I, God, and then'm so old <laughs> and then i went I learned to dJ so I was just traveling the world, and when you're a dj the lifestyle is yeah. just you're going to a nightclub every single evening and they' are plowing you with booze, and then there's after parties and you don't sleep you I mean I had all the fun, and i don't regret a single thing I had a great time in my twenties, but even by the time I was thirty I thought. I need to stop, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm, I need to stop. Like I was so, like, dangerously close to just becoming. I reckon I was close to becoming an alcoholic. I gotta have been because I, really? I was drinking so much, and I was just hanging out with a lot. Of, I was hanging out with people who were lovely, but they were also heavily into drugs. And yeah, so yeah. I was just being like I was in the wrong crowd, but I had a good time and I got it all out of my system. And I was single for a lot of my twenties as well, so I also had all the fun there. Um, but I felt like in my thirties <laughs> I was like, let's get a dog, let's try and settle down. So I felt like I was yeah. I, in my thirties. I, I sort of started to settle down. And in my 40, now I can't even have a glass of wine without getting a headache the next day. I went out the other night and <laughs> had two glasses of champagne. I was pissed. I was I come home drunk. That's what happened. <laughs> Mum drunk. Yeah, I was. I went, I was literally in Five Guys having a go at the guy because I ordered a burger and he was like twelve minutes. Then I asked him how long, and he was like, 12 minutes. I was like, you said 12 minutes 12 minutes ago. So I left my burger in Five Guys. I gave someone my receipt. I oh. was like, have it. I'm going home for a cheese toastie. Um, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I was so drunk after two glasses of champagne, <laughs> I had to go and get some greasy food to soak it up. So I don't get, I don't get lashed anymore. Um, but I will do on my wedding night. I think that's a, that's a cause for celebration. When's the,
1: when, when's the wedding? Is that soon? In three months. And what's the childcare situation for the wedding?
3: We've got a nanny from 12 p.m. on the day of the wedding till 12 p.m. the next day. We're, yeah, oh, we've decided, yes. decided that will be the best spend of our money. Because yeah, yeah, a
0: great idea. She, do you know yeah. what? We
3: want to enjoy it. And also the nanny, like She has we have her once a week, um, and she knows Noah, so she like she can look after her, and if she's screaming during the ceremony, then none of the family have to take her out and miss it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. she
3: can go and go to sleep at normal time, wake up normal time, we can be a bit drunk and hungover. Oh, over. that's lovely. It's lovely, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's good.
3: But do you think we're mad? We're taking Noah and the dogs on honeymoon with us.
1: The
0: dogs. Where's the, where's the honeymoon? Where are you going?
3: Uh, we're not flying anywhere. We're
0: all right, France. all right, all right. Okay. We're going to Fair France. Fair enough. No, going,
1: that, what do you think? I think that's no. I think that's really nice.
0: I think it, dep- it depends on the holiday. If you're getting like a big country cottage place where they, there's loads of room, fine. But if you're going, you know, to a, you know, up a, a to, to like a hotel room just with a cot next to the bed, could be a bit heavy um, going with two dogs.
3: Yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: Oh, Rob, <laughs> yeah, really, Rob? <laughs> Look, you wanted honesty, you got honesty. Oh, I wouldn't take two sake. dogs on honeymoon. No, really. Can't you get... Can't you take... Why can't the dogs go to a boarding... Do they ever go to a boarding place?
3: No, they're coming with us. They're our kids.
0: Oh, I'll fuck my dog off to a boarding <gasps> place. What <a laughs> do you mean that. a boarding...
3: Wait a minute. What do you mean a boarding place?
0: A friend? So it's... Eater. No, it's, it's, a, it's a dog. It's, a, it's this place where they do daycare for dogs, but also they've got um, rooms where they can sleep. Kennels, kennels, that's it. Boarding kennels. And then it stays overnight. And then in the day, it runs around the grounds of all the other dogs.
3: Please give your dog to me next time you go on holiday. Why? Please, please don't no, do No, you that. don't need
0: another dog. Yes, no, we it's do. it's good for a dog. They I'm get confident. They, they become their own dog. Why are you making out <laughs> like your, peed, their your own dog's own dog? Ch- that's the worst excuse I've <laughs> ever heard they in become my life. Their, They love other dogs. It's good. I'm they not, do know. love other
3: dogs. But I don't know Thank if I like you. the idea of them staying in a kennel because they are in that kennel for a lot longer than they would be at your house. So it's not really home from home for them. No, so it's Rob a bit keeps his like
1: dog yeah. locked up 23 hours a day.
0: No, it ain't a kennel. It's like a room. They've got a room that's got like a sofa on it. Okay. So it's got like an old armchair that they sit on, and then at night they get put in their little crate. That, that like they do. It. Does your dog is your dog in a crate or just in the house? No, he's on our is
1: bed. It... Yeah, I knew yeah, I could have answered that, that... that straight away. Her dog's on her bed, one hundred percent. Mine's in the fucking crate
0: <laughs> <laughs> slash cage, rebranded. Just it's a cage, no, but they call fine. it a crate. That's where so that's not You
3: always do it at the beginning, Rob. Yeah. Give it a couple of years, your dog will be sleeping in between. <laughs> In between you both.
0: No way. I can't do it. I can't do it.
3: Bodge, my partner, said Baxter is never coming on the bed, by the way. He's never sleeping in our bedroom. And now Shirley, our rescue dog, she sleeps in between us and Baxter's on the end of the bed in his bed. And he was, at the beginning, he was like, no way.
1: Well, do you know what? I'd be interested in your take on this. So our cat started sleeping on the bed, which I think is fine. It's a cat. Lovely. No, the cat's outside. Fuck that. And now, (laughs) the last couple of nights, the... The cat has been sleeping. Rose is sleeping on her front. The cat is on her back. And then no, when when my son has started crying and needed a dummy replacement, Rose is like, you've got to go because the cat's on my back. And I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, you can't it. use that. You can't use that. That's not it.
3: That is a no. That's You don't want to wake the cat.
1: Yeah, you don't want to wake the oh, cat yeah. Get as out well. of
3: bed, Josh, and go and give. <laughs> get out of bed and go and give the dog. That is a legitimate reason. You can't wake the cat up. Also, it's better that you just go rather than have two people like the cat and your missus go.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly
3: Yeah, she's got a Rose, good point I think that's right You don't want to Wake the cat up
1: Do you, do you feel like you Have more feelings Towards animals than Humans, Kate judging 100% them
3: uh... When did you ever meet An animal that was a prick <laughs> Like, no Humans are pricks Aren't they Animals want nothing But love And they don't judge you And they're not rude no, fo-
0: What about foxes
3: I mean, Shirley, our, no, there's currently foxes. a fox living on our on our shed and Shirley's running up the shed, up it. She runs <laughs> up the shed. She can get six foot high. She can't quite get on top of it. to kill. She wants to kill this fox. She hates oh. it. and he's But, nothing, pooing but, all over but nothing but love. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. She's trying to protect us. No so that's what it knows. is. She's like, no, don't get near her.
0: How was it bringing the baby home with the dogs then? Obviously, because the dogs are used to getting all the affection and stuff like that. Were they fine with it? What yeah. Was it a bit was, awkward at the start?
3: It was the most underwhelming experience I was really looking forward to it. I thought we'd bring Noah in and they would like be sniffing her and being like, "Wow, what is this little being you've just brought in and they walked over, we put her down in a car seat, we had a little net over her just so they couldn't get too close and um they just they just walked over, took one sniff, and then just went like walked out of the room and they just was not <laughs> into and, and I was filming the Nothing whole thing. I thought it'd be really but an laugh emotional. From a dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just replay love. that from 90 hey. seconds ago. Hey. Since you said nothing but love, it's hey. tried to kill a fox and not the... an <laughs> interest in a baby.
3: No, that was the first day, but then... Baxter bless his heart he just like stayed by her crib and stayed by the bed and uh, just uh, literally like they are best mates now and Shirley's still too too busy on paw patrol she's too interested in like looking out the garden seeing what she can kill but Baxter yeah. and Noah are best mates and the relationship between them is beautiful and I just I just love it and I knew that he would be interested in her and wanting to play with that like, he drops his ball in front of her now and she throws it it's it's just gorgeous it's so wholesome I love it um and I wish Shirley was a bit more interested in her but she's not
0: You've got your dogs are on the cover of the book, Maybe Baby, mm-hmm. on the mother's side. It's a great front cover, that.
3: Yeah, that was taken in my bedroom. They were like, we're not going to do a photo shoot. I was gutted. I thought I was going to have a day off and go to like some studio, get my hair and makeup done. Yeah. Like, can you just set, can you just like be you in your pyjamas and just show a clip of you like being a mum yeah. you know, at no, it's home? It's brilliant. So I think it's that great. Was that, was
1: that, uh, that was talking about a professional photographer there,
3: right? No, my mate took it.
1: No. Yeah.
3: That's a t- great really pic. I just put the play mat upstairs. I sat down, fed Noah her milk, and then the dogs were just sitting next. I had Bodge stood next to the the camera that was being and with some treats, shaking the treats so that the dogs would look at the ca- oh, camera. That's the Oh, only,
1: it's amazing. It took that five such minutes. Good. Do you think that picture sums up your life at this moment?
3: It definitely summed up my life in the. Uh, my summed up the first year of parenthood for me because I lived yeah. in my pajamas. <laughs> I didn't brush my hair. I hardly brushed my teeth, and I was just. I. It's just you are. Your child is, especially if you're breastfeeding as well, you are glued to your child or you're glued to a pumping machine. And you just, I rarely left the house. So I thought in the end, I thought it was quite a good idea, a nice idea to have a photo taken at home with the dogs and Noah. Because it's basically what my first year of motherhood was like. I just, I want to point out that I do love Noah. I know I moan about being a
0: No, mother. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, of course we know that.
3: But you know when people like, I've seen the Daily Mail comments, she's still moaning about her child. Oh, don't, oh, you can't read
0: them. Are you still fucking moaning about celebrities? You should write that underneath, you silly, <laughs> bored fucks. Um, Kate, as well, like, you're super into your exercise and stuff like that. How stressful was that? Because you, you know, you seem to, like, always on the. Uh, really funny, that smoothie that exploded in your kitchen still cracks me up. Oh, you okay. put on Instagram. But, like, you're always into your health and fitness and stuff. How, how difficult was it, your body changing, being pregnant and then having the baby and stuff? Or did you find it difficult not being able to train as much? Or did you carry on right up until.
3: Do you know what? I found pregnancy a really nice excuse not to go to the gym. I was like, I'm pregnant, I can't right. be bothered, I can't be asked. And I loved not exercising when I was pregnant. I just walked the dogs every day. That was I mean, that's the exercise, right? I just did an yeah, hour true, walk. Yeah. So I didn't need to go I didn't feel like I needed to do pregnancy yoga or just carry on like you know, I so saw some women some woman teaching an aerobics class and she was nine months pregnant. She was about to drop and she was oh. teaching a class. Oh, but um <clears throat> excuse me. I really enjoyed not exercising through pregnancy and I had a C-section, so you can't exercise for the first six to eight weeks. Mm. And I, I made a point of not exercising for the first 12. I was too scared that the incision would open back up. But um, um, I, I, I rarely exercise now. I just, I don't have time. Um, but I, but it's yeah. not something, I've, I've learned to accept that I'm just not going to have as much time and at least to get out to all yeah. the dogs. So that's all right.
0: Yeah, I think if you walk an hour every day, you, can't, yeah. you don't need to do, if you're watching what you eat, you don't really need to do much more, I don't think. No,
3: exactly. I you walk an hour
0: every day, unless you want to be like absolutely ripped like me and buffed to, you know, ripped yeah, to so. shit I
1: like I me. Do, yeah, yeah I do. You know, talk do do? We've got a slightly older kid, so what do you we're embarrassed. Do? What, bro- bro- what don't I do? What don't I do, right? Kate? That's the answer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, exercise, like it, what, it is important to me. Like, I do like keeping fit and trim. And I, I've got a personal trainer now. I'm three weeks in for to get wedding fit because I want to oh, look at in a wedding dress. Um, of so,
0: yeah. Um, Kate, okay, I normally finish on one question, but I'm sure, Josh, do you want to ask a big brother question before? What, what, uh, is this anything what? I've only know got about one big brother question. Okay, do a couple. Are you a fan of the show, Josh?
1: Oh, <laughs> What <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was Big Brother 3, absolutely. That was my favourite series. Was it your favourite series? don't you throw yeah. it at me that I'm suddenly... suddenly yeah. <laughs> it was a good Alex series. It was Alex Sibley,
0: wasn't it? Alex Sibley, oh, yeah. you, Johnny the Fireman,
1: yeah, PJ. Jay, Jay, Sandy in that one. Pissed in the Bin, that was that series, wasn't it? <laughs>
3: yep, Sandy Pissed in the Bin before he jumped over the wall and we didn't even know. And the next morning I came out and emptied the bins and I was like, oh, this bin's leaking. And I was walking oh. all through it and then Davina oh, McCall showed God. me the clip when I left the house the night before and I was like... Dirty bastard.
1: Did you enjoy being in it? Like, was it a fun experience?
3: Loved it. Basically, I didn't go uni and I felt like I'd been to uni when I came out of Big Brother. I was like, I reckon that's (laughs) what uni must have been like. I ate shit, not literally, but I ate whatever I wanted and I put on loads of weight and I drank cider. I didn't even know what cider was until I went into Big Brother. (laughs) Because when we were doing the shopping budget, I was like, let's get vodka. And they were like, Whoa, hold up. We could get this many bottles of cider. For that one bottle of vodka. So we're going to do that. And I was like, well, "Well, cider. And yeah, shopping budget. And, um, I just got drunk every day and played stupid games. <laughs> I mean, like, what's? We, oh, I had wow. the best time. We just got we got drunk. We played stupid games. The challenges were always a lot of fun. The every every eviction night was like a pantomime, and it was you know you could hear the, it was such a, a vintage year. It was a national obsession back then, so oh, you could hear a, the was crowd. A, it was a huge year. Yeah, we had no idea. We thought we were still very much like, oh, is it going to be big? Are people going to watch it? I mean, the hype before we went in was real, so we knew it was a it was going to be big, but. It was just a, the most amazing experience to be part of.
1: I, I couldn't deal with the eviction and the voting and all that kind of stuff.
3: Couldn't you? Oh, I, I, you're I sensitive
1: soul. I mean, I'm quite a weak human being, <laughs> Kate. No, not weak, sensitive. Sensitive, yeah. You're, you're not weak, you're sensitive. You're
3: sensitive, whereas I, Rob, I imagine, would come out and be like, I voted for you and you. <laughs> <laughs> i bet you tell them. Why are
1: we doing this in the diary room? Let's just
0: sit around and be honest with each other. Let's have a a piss in the bin. Come on. No, no, to be fair, though, I think I would have been, now I'd be like that. But if I went in there when I was 21, 22, I'd been a lamb to the slaughter. I'd been so nervous and stressed. So to do it at that age is remarkable because you don't know who you are at that stage. No,
3: and at that age, didn't you think when you were 21, 22, that you were old? You always felt grown up. Yeah, and you knew everything. But I look back now and realise I was so young and I didn't know anything. And I I walked in going, I'm not going to be bothered about nominations or Evictions. We're just gonna like just nominate. It doesn't matter. And then when you nominate, worst when someone nominates you, it's like someone's punched you in the stomach. You're like, what the fuck did I do? Why are you nominating yeah, me when he's yeah. a brick? Oh, and God. and you, you really take it personally. You take it so personally that you've been nominated. And being up for eviction is just. Palm sweating, you're like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be me. So when you, when you, I mean, I never experienced the eviction thing because I won, but I, but but I was always like, I'm gonna, yeah. it's gonna be me, it's gonna be me.
0: What was your price? What did you win? What was the money? Seventy
3: thousand pounds.
0: Whoa! Ooh, I nice. know. No wonder you was on the smash for fifteen years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> stood all up the wall. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did, I really did, did. I was in such bad debt when <laughs> I met my fiance. What was the most stupid
0: day. thing you spent it on? What was the worst, most ridiculous purchase? I'm trying to
3: think what the most ridiculous thing I spent it on. On. I mean, I just used to go out with all my mates and just buy bottles of alcohol for everybody, and go really? on the holidays. And I used to buy, I used to buy designer bags. That I look back now and they, I just like such a chav. I would be like, <laughs> I'd get papped and I'd have this designer bag, but I, I was still from Bromley in Kent. So I basically, I, I there was there was no style. I had no style. I was a towny girl. <laughs> I didn't yeah. live in London. I was just this towny girl with no sense of style. And I just used to wear the, the hit, most hideous clothes, like my eviction outfit. But then I'd have this designer. House Back because i had one big brother and i had 70 grand in the bank and it was just i looked like such an idiot um so i, I yeah I, I, a lot of it was on clothes and alcohol but i had a good time and when i met my fiance he was like you're in how much debt and i was like well i had a good time though." and he was like yeah, how, many, how many credit cards have you got and i was like yeah it's been a wild five years
2: <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's so
3: easy to do, though. But my dad made me put all that money into um, a property. So I put all of the money I won into a flat as a deposit so I could get on the property ladder in Beckenham.
1: Oh, that's good. And, uh,
3: and that money's still invested. It was just all the money I earned afterwards that I pissed up the wall. But there we oh. go. I had a good time doing it. What?
1: It's a hell, hell of a life story we've got. You're what thrown in, though, at
3: 22, right? 22, yeah. you're just thrown into yeah. the spotlight. You go in. I went in. I was working in an IT, in an investment bank. And I was I went in, like, just in IT, help desk. I went in anonymous. And then I came out. And I went to my dad. Oh, my boss has held my position open. I can go back. And he was like, no, you can't. You can't just go back and work in a bank because, like, <laughs> everyone knows who you are now. And I was like, "Do they?" Because yeah. you're not aware that you're on TV. You know, yeah. like the shows you do, you have, you've had live audiences and people know, yeah, you know, they're aware of who you are. But you're just living in a house for nine weeks with your mates having a laugh. But you, but and there's cameras everywhere. But you have no mm. idea. Who's watching and, and how you many couldn't do
0: watching. anything with it then at that stage? It was just like a few TV channels, mm. and then, like, you if you got on enough if you got your own show off the back of that, it weren't like you could set up your own podcast easily and uh, no. or your own sort of like Patreon or I'm yeah. doing these things or YouTube channel. It's very much like it was at the mercy of you know agents, managers, and producers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and your, no, and yeah. your
3: success back then was defined by how many TV appearances you got afterwards or how you know how much yeah. you were on telly because that was it, TV or radio. And I, yeah, I the TV offers were there initially, and then they just kind of dry up when the next series starts, and you're like, oh shit, no one's interested in me anymore.
1: But you've done really well, like, in terms of, if you look at the amount of people that went into Big Brother, Hmm. you've got, you're one of the most kind of successful and yeah, I, th- I think people. our series.
3: I think our series was a very successful series. Yeah. When you look at, you she's got know, Alison as well. Mm-hmm. Alison, yeah, and Jade obviously did very well. Jade, before She yeah. passed, so it was a successful year. Uh, and Adele,
1: year. Adele is. Adele's done
3: so well. Yeah, she's yeah. done great. Yeah, it has she's been brilliant. Her songs
0: year. are great. No, I'm joking. She's on the radio. <laughs> she's on Radio One, <laughs> isn't she? Uh, but oh, you're also on, on Virgin Radio as well. If people want to listen to you during the week, aren't you? And the four till yep. seven. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I did. Thank the God for that. Show.
0: That was a that was a bold. <laughs> t- imagine that. Yeah, I actually have been replaced last week. Okey, you're um, <laughs> no, <he's> still there. <laughs> God, I took a chance there. You Fuck. did. You did take a chance. <laughs> uh, um, Kate, thanks so much. Oh, the one last question is: Is there one thing your partner does parenting wise um, that annoys you? That if he was listening to now, would go, "Yeah, fair enough. That is a bit annoying." Something you disagree on oh, with how you do raise I start? your baby.
3: Where do I start? Everything he does. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, he's great. He's the best dad ever. He is so hands on. He does so much for Noah and me. Uh, But the one thing that he does that annoys me, it shouldn't annoy me. It really shouldn't bother me, this. And you'll be like, what? But he. He always changes her nappy too often. I'm not saying let her sit in her own shit for two hours. I'm yeah. not saying that. No, no, save but that he, for the bath. But he, <laughs> yeah. he, always cha- he always smells her and goes, she's done a nappy. I'm like, she doesn't, it doesn't matter if you smell her and she smells a little bit pissy. That's what nappies are for. They absorb the water. and yes. you know. But he's always like, she needs a nappy change. I'm like, she doesn't. She doesn't need a nappy change. Also, they're very expensive and they're bad for the environment. She could probably go another couple of hours in that nappy. Yeah. It shouldn't annoy me.
1: Sorry, yeah, but, no, I know you're podcast. That's, that's what parenting is—little yeah, things that annoy fine. you. Yeah. Someone it who means... has a cat on their back and considers that's
0: a reason why they can't go and put a dummy back in—that kind is. of thing. You just, you, you know, your, your, your partner, you know, your fiance, making sure your child isn't covered in piss or shit is annoying. I know what you mean. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's oh, terrible. I am so
1: bad. I know. Oh, I'm messy. I'm messing
0: I am messing i do not know what you mean. It is a waste of money, and it is something else going landfill, wouldn't it? So, um, Kate, thank you so much for being on the so show, pleasure, and make sure, Kate,
1: thanks so much. Thanks for Seventeenth of March,
0: the book, the book. Out 17th of March, maybe baby from the mother side, and uh, yeah, definitely get it and uh, enjoy it. Good luck with it, Kate. Cheers! Thanks, Love the Kate. podcast.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you for, Cheers,
0: so much. Bye. bye. Kate Lawler, I really enjoyed that, Josh. Yes, she's great. I isn't think she's she? brilliant. She's so good. also, that's so funny about the Homer Simpson fake tan now for the kid. And she was just, like, knocking it out. I was like, I could get five minutes out of that. Don't just... Yeah, come on, mate. She's just throwaway bits. That was so funny. It was cracking me up. How honest she was, which is really uh, important, I think, where, like, just being honest with, like, sometimes not enjoying it, but then absolutely loving it. Because I think you can feel really uh, guilty if you're not enjoying it every second of every day. Um, Dogs on honeymoon? Absolutely not. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, don't take that no offence Kate's sister but you will never be touching my hair ever again um, and uh... Uh, thanks, oh, it's going to be very awkward for me next time I get my hair cut now oh, you know yeah. that you know what I'm having to do here yeah oh dear, oh, dear. Um, anyway Josh uh, yeah Kate Love absolutely brilliant and we'll be back on Tuesday with uh, another episode
1: see them